This message comes from NPR sponsor Slack, a new way to communicate with your team. Messaging that's faster, better organized, and more secure. Conversations happen in channels that are easy to create, join, and search. Try it for free at slack.com. Slack, where work happens. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. What a show we have for you. But first, I want you to go back in your mind to 2006. A tough-talking Texan was in the office. Everyone's phone was still dumb. You just threw out your free Winona t-shirt, and you got your first internet friend, and his name was Tom. Oh, yeah, I'm referring to MySpace. But one thing hasn't changed. Today's VIP was discovered on MySpace while still living with her parents, and now she's a huge success, making great music, praise for her witty wordplay and soulful songwriting. Our VIP is Ingrid Michelson. And our first game is called Go Fish. Here to play it are Aaron Benor and Stephen Burke. Hey guys. Hello. Hi, so Go Fish, this game, it requires really just general knowledge. You have to know stuff about everything, but I would like to know what you consider your particular area of, of expertise, because it might give you an edge in this game. Aaron? Uh, my area of expertise is quitting your job and traveling for extended oh. <laughs> periods of time. That is, yeah, that is a very useful skill. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? I was lucky enough to do it with my then girlfriend, now wife, a few years ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Spent a year uh, backpacking around the world and had a blast. So what's, what's your one piece of advice for someone that is listening that wants to quit their job and travel the world? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to want to do it, right? Just do it. Just dive in. It's a in. lot easier than you think. All right, Stephen, what is your area, specific area of expertise? Songs to play in middle school dances. Ooh. All right. So how, first of all, how do you become an expert in that? DJ a lot of middle school dances. You do? <laughs> I did. It's been a while. Okay. How do you pick your music? End with Stairway to Heaven. Really? 100% of the time. Oh, my God. That's what they ended when I went to middle school. It's the right song. Because it's super long. Yeah. It's super and long. And uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so good to know that those really awkward moments get passed on decade to decade. You're, shut you're shutting it down on purpose is what's <laughs> happening. You're like, dance is over, everybody. <laughs> All right, so, well, we're going to play a verbal version of the children's card game Go Fish, but with groups of things other than fish. Uh, we're going to read you a list of things, and your answer will be go, followed by the category that these things belong to. Our house musician, Jonathan Colton, who is also known as a guitar hero, would love to give you an example. I would indeed. If we said, have you got any filberts, pistachios, or pecans, you would say, go nuts. Well, of course. Sounds fun, that right? Is, that is some public radio craziness right there. Just a, a little, little note. I don't know why I just said pecans. I always say pecans. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a pecan person. I say pecan. <laughs> and I guess I panicked because I'm on the radio. <laughs> you wanted to class it up a little bit? I wanted bit? to sound fancy, and so I said pecans. So you're going to try to figure out what these three things are examples of, and the winner will move on to her Ask Me One or Final Round at the end of the show. Have you got an Akita, a Samoyed, or a Basenji? Aaron. 
Go dogs? Correct. Awesome, cool. And hipster baby names, I believe, too. <laughs> they are... It's possible. <laughs> that would be amazing. Akita Samoyed, get downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's <laughs> nice. Would you guys like some pecans? <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> I need a malleus, a humerus, or a metatarsus. Aaron. Go bones. That's what I like to say all the time. That's right, Aaron. Do you have a Great Bear, Michigan, or Titacaca? Now you're, you're classing it up, too. I'm just... <laughs> See what happens? <laughs> I know. Steven. Go Lakes! Go Lakes! <laughs> have you got any Maradi, Tagalog, or Romanche? Aaron. Go Languages! Go Languages, yes. I'm looking for spectacular speculus, Americone dream, or Cherry Garcia. Steven. Go Ben and Jerry's flavors <laughs> of ice cream. <laughs> and you are correct. Have you got any Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, or Riza? Aaron. Go Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah! <laughs> and go public radio. Or Old Dirty Bastard, by the way, is my favorite Ben & Jerry's flavor. <laughs> All right, this is your last question. Do you have an arabesque, a quasi, or a grand jeté? Aaron. What are go dance moves? Yeah, there you go. Ballet moves is what we were looking for. That is correct. Well done. Let's go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. John, how did our contestants do? I'm going to say go, Aaron. You're going on to the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Welcome our next two contestants, Rebecca Schwartz and Carly Quinth. <laughs> Rebecca is a senior at Barnard, classically trained ballerina and unicycler. Carly works at an auction house and has interacted with Napoleon's teapot, James Brown's King of Soul cape, and an original Stormtrooper helmet. Very cool. This game is called Edit, Please. Can you tell me about a recent event in your life that, given the opportunity to edit it, you would do that and what you would do to it? Rebecca? I had spring break last week, and I spent it here, and it was great, but <laughs> looking at Snapchat of people in tropical locations, I would edit it. It's terrible. I agree with you. I'm sorry Snapchat let you down. Carly, how about you? Uh, I would unpunch the Australian girl that I thought was my friend underwater that I thought was trying to touch a sea turtle. It's a uh, uh. very typical story. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a metaphor or not. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a song lyric or a poem, basically. <laughs> So you, you, thought in a, you thought this woman who was about to touch a sea turtle was your friend? Yes. All right, first of all, I like that there's a sea turtle involved. Uh, where were you? Australia. You were in Australia, so this is making more sense. Uh, and you punched her. We were snorkeling, and yeah. I said to stay three meters away from the sea turtles at all time, and she was reaching out to touch it. She was very blonde, had her hair in the same fashion and a bun on her head. Uh -huh. And I thought, no, they said three meters. That's right. And I swam over, and I sort of 
It was underwater punch, so it wasn't so hard. But, yeah. but, but I jabbed her in the arm. Oh, yeah. And... I would have gone for the face, but anyways. <laughs> no, you did the right thing. She was trying to disturb nature after they gave you rules. Yes. We like rules here. Okay, we're on your side. Okay, so in this game, called Edit Please, we're going to give you an overly verbose version of a well-known title of a book. And you have to provide the simpler, edited-down, actual title of that book. Jonathan, how about you try one out? For example, if I say, a group of lions and a bias that prevents objective consideration of an issue, you would say pride and prejudice. course. It makes sense, right? Yeah. So here's a hint. We're using all sorts of book titles, fiction, nonfiction, you name it, but they're all book titles. And this is a speed round. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Feel free to talk it out, all right? A comforting broth containing vegetables, noodles, and simmered poultry meat for the immaterial aspect or essence of a person. Rebecca. Chicken soup for the soul. Yes, exactly. Did you read any of that series? I read two. Okay, yeah. which, which ones were they? There was one for dog lovers, and then there was the general oh. one that was like for teenagers that like your grandma gives you. Right. Yeah. 200 pages of like, chin oh, up. Yeah, it's like everything's going to be okay. Everything's like, going to be yeah. okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. The young female with the indelible mark fixed upon her body by insertion of pigment under the skin that resembles an imaginary fire-breathing lizard. Carly. The girl with the dragon tattoo? That's right. <laughs> the character weakness in our twinkling celestial bodies. Carly. The fault in our stars? Yes, exactly. Ah, the feel-good movie. Did you see that hilarious, inspirational? No, but I know the screenwriter, and I think I insulted him by telling him I wasn't going to see it. Oh, you know the screenwriter? Yeah. And you said to his face, you do, you do a lot of this, punching people you don't know, <laughs> insulting screenwriters. I'm not going to see your movie. Anyways, good luck to you. A weight loss eating plan named for the neighborhood located east of Miami City proper between Biscayne Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. Carly. The South Beach Diet? You got it. <laughs> the soft, diffused light from the sky when the sun is below the horizon from sunset to nightfall. Rebecca. Twilight? Twilight, exactly. <laughs> Feel pretty good about that one? A little. A little, all right. <laughs> Which hue, saturation, and brightness of reflected light is your cloth canopy that fills with air and allows you to descend slowly when dropped from an aircraft? Carly. What color is your parachute? Indeed, you got yeah. it. A crease or furrow in the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future. A wrinkle in time? Carly, you're on fire. That is correct. This is your last question. The structures that span and provide passage over a river, chasm, or road that exist in an administrative division in Iowa. <laughs> Rebecca. A bridge to Terabithia? I don't think that is in Iowa. 
Any way that is incorrect. Carly, do you have a guess? Bridges of Madison County? You got it. <laughs> Geniuses up here. John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? Carly, well done. You are moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Nice job. Coming up, we'll talk to our VIP, Ingrid Michelson, about what it's like to cry along to one of your own songs on Grey's Anatomy. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Sonos, the smart system of wireless speakers. Sonos lets you listen to any song in any room of your house, or the same one in every room. Classics in the kitchen, R&B in the bedroom, Ask Me Another in the living room, and rock and roll in the whole house. Learn more at sonos.com NPR. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Check out the How to Do Everything podcast with Mike and Ian. Among other things, they can help you stay awake in meetings, defend against monsters, and learn how to play crud. Mike and Ian are here for you. How to Do Everything is modern life lessons from NPR. Find it now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. But right now, let's welcome our very important puzzler, Ingrid Michelson. You are from, originally, the forgotten borough of Staten Island. Yes. Anybody else from Staten Island? Three people, awesome. Oh, nice. One of the things, I guess, because I didn't grow up here, I always think of is the, the accent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I but, could do it. I could play yeah. it on. Okay, give me, a little, give me a little accent. What do you want me to say? Uh, you could... I have a dog. <laughs> I, I get coffee. Oh. <laughs> um, is it know. hard to get a seat on the uh, boat to uh, The ferry. The ferry. <laughs> and St. <Saint> George. <laughs> Take the ferry to Manhattan. <laughs> it's what? beautiful. It's true. It's when I drink, it comes out, too. It comes sure, out a little sure. bit, yeah. So everyone likes to say that your early success was credited from being discovered on MySpace. Do you agree with this origin story? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I put some songs up on ye old MySpace yeah. page. <laughs> and um, yeah, a licensing company found me randomly and, and they said, you know, we, we put songs on TV shows like... And they named a couple and they said Grey's Anatomy. And I, I had never seen Grey's Anatomy, but my mother told me that my songs should be on it. My mom always oh my thought God. I could do whatever. She's like, you could be an astronaut. You know, she believed in me so much. And so she's like, you should get your songs on that show, Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Done. And then so when they said we have, you know, connections to Grey's Anatomy, I was like, I have to do it for my mom. And so within a couple of months, I got a placement on that show. And that was the beginning of the, the beginning of the end. Oh, my. Yeah. What was it like to hear your song over, a, I'm sure, a heart-wrenching montage? It, it was. It was at the end of an episode. There was something hospital-y happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was playing, and I just was screaming and jumping around. I had a hive on my face. I was so excited. So I had ice on my hive, and I was like, it's playing! <laughs> and then it ended, and I was like, oh, that was so fast. And, 
And that was it. It was like 45 seconds. And there was talking over it, you know. Right, there's like a whole scene. But it was scene. super awesome. That's it was amazing. the first time it ever happened, so I was very excited. Now, your, your music is very personal, uh, yet, you know, it's used on for television, it's used on commercials. What is it like to uh, have, you, you know, something so personal used as an anthem for something else? One of the wonderful things about music is that it can mean different things to different people and it, it heals people it excites people it saddens people but a, a song that maybe can dredge up sad memories for me that I play over and over again can maybe make somebody feel really joyful in the audience somehow and so I'm just really amazed by it now but in the beginning you were like oh, oh very weirded out yeah well it's strange yeah. to hear yourself yeah, behind somebody who's like, you know, having open heart surgery or something. <laughs> or like a diaper commercial or something. I'm not above that. No. Call me Pampers. <laughs> You've put out an album almost like every two years. Pretty much. That's a lot of albums. I mean, you have an amazing work ethic. Have you always been just a hardcore worker? <laughs> No, I was actually just talking backstage with my publicist. She just wants me to do everything that I could possibly do. And I'm like, I want to watch House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. <laughs> but you're writing new albums, then you're recording new albums, and then you're touring, and then you're writing yeah, new albums. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm freaking tired. <laughs> <laughs> so when you are playing songs you know, from your first album... When you play them, do you go back to where you were at that time, or are you reinterpreting them from, you know, sort of your mindset now? Um, most of the time, it's a reinterpretation. It is. Because I'm in such a different... Uh, I feel like a different human. You don't want to sing the same song the same way every day, every day. I feel like an audience isn't stupid. They're going to be like, wow, she hates that song. <laughs> and there definitely are nights where I feel like I might do that. Um, not tonight. <laughs> But, yeah, I definitely change it up. Have you been touring anywhere, maybe in the States or in Europe, that you were like, nah, this is not going to be my favorite, and it ended up being one of your favorite places? Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to be very kind of, you know, uptight Mormons. And yeah. they were... Conservative, and you're Not uptight, it. but they were Mormons. <laughs> yeah. They were partying Mormons. They were party Mormons. The rare breed. <laughs> They no caffeine, but wow, they can <laughs> rock a Pellegrino till the sun goes down. I'm so jealous of that ability, quite frankly. That would be amazing to be like, three waters and I'm on fire. I know. Well, Ingrid, you're going to be coming out a little later to help us run a game, but right now, we would love to hear a song. Okay. If you would grace us with that. Uh, and I think you're going to play a song from your album, Girls and Boys. Yeah, that, which is an old one. I'm afraid to say how old it is. Ten years. There, I said it. Oh my I gosh! It. I wrote it when I was seven. <laughs> if you were falling, then I would catch you. If you need a light, then I'd find a match. Cause I Bye. 
Our next game is called Second Chances, and let's say hello to our next contestants, Brittany Chronic and Phoebe Richmond. So Phoebe, Brittany, we have had lots of different configurations of couples on the show, but I believe this is the first time we have had roommates. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> roommates playing against each other. Ooh. Exciting. Are you guys competitive? A little bit. Yeah, definitely. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's more than I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How long have you lived together as roommates? Uh, four years, but we've known each other for eight. All right. So it's working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jonathan? Roommates? Uh, I, you know, I had roommates in college. Uh, most of them were acapella kids. So you can imagine oh. the kind of crazy hijinks yeah. we got up to. What are we putting these women through? Well, in this game... You can win by coming in second. We'll ask you a question that has a fairly well-known number one answer. However, instead of giving that first place answer, you can give the second place answer for two points instead Ooh. of one. It actually behooves you to give the mm. second place answer. So puzzle guru John Chinesky, how about an example? If we said, name either of the first two people to walk on the moon, you could answer either Neil Armstrong for one point, since he was the first, or Buzz Aldrin for two points since he was the second. Get it? So just like life, you are trying to get the most points, <laughs> which means that in this game, you can try to guess the second place answer. But here is the catch. Your opponent will automatically get a chance to answer the one that you don't pick. All right? And you also have to tell us which answer you are going for. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I That's know. serious, okay. people. This is serious. <laughs> we're doing something new here. It's going to be an easy game, and you're both going to do great, except one, <laughs> one of you is going to be better than the other one. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm already looking at a winner and a loser. I just don't know who's <laughs> Are you ready? I guess so. Sure. Okay. Name one of the two largest planets in our solar system. Brittany. I will go for the first. Okay. Uh, Mars. I'm sorry, that is oh. incorrect. Phoebe, do you want to guess the f number one or the number two largest planet in the solar system? I guess I'll go with the first one, say Jupiter. That is correct. Oh. Second largest planet is Saturn. Don't get depressed. I feel like... <laughs> it's going to be fine. I feel like a sadness just descended on no. you, and it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's going to be great. Name either of Led Zeppelin's first two studio albums. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're going to find this funny if you don't know the answer. Phoebe, yes. Uh, first, second, I don't know, Stairway to Heaven? That's not an album name, probably. That, that is incorrect. I'm sorry. Brittany, yeah. do you want to do you wanna, do you wanna uh, guess? Zeppelin. <laughs> no, I'm afraid uh, both of those answers are okay. both Okay, we're going to say yeah. both of those are incorrect. The first studio album was called Led Zeppelin. Ah. The second studio um. album was called Led Zeppelin 2. 
Of course it was. That was meant to was be a hilarious Led question Zeppelin. that brought you a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Led Zeppelin, and I was like, that's too obvious. Right. It's too yeah. obvious, yeah. What were the names of the first two sequels to 2001's The Fast and the Furious? Brittany. I'll go with the first one, Too yeah. Fast, Too Furious. That is right. Uh, Phoebe, do you know the second one? Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Wow, that is correct. If any, any of the remaining members of Zeppelin are listening to this show, they <laughs> I are know. very mad right They're now. They're like, that is it, that is it, I give up completely. They are uh, part of Furious. I, I, we, have found, we have found a, a vein of expertise uh, to mine here. It's, uh, <laughs> all of the remaining questions will be about sequels of Fast and the Furious. After Queen Elizabeth II, who are the next two people in line for the British throne? Phoebe? Prince William? Do you want to go with the oh, number... First, first, maybe. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> Brittany, do you want to guess either the first or the second I'll do the line? second as Prince William. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> the first is Prince Charles. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah, sure. And then right after that, Prince. Prince. <laughs> Hopefully. I know, that'd be amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Prince Prince. <laughs> yeah. He's above Prince Harry. He goes like Prince and then that baby. That's right. <laughs> Name the first two books in the Harry Potter series. Brittany. Uh, okay. I'll go with the second. Second. And it is Chamber of Secrets. That is correct. That's two points, Phoebe. For one point, can you name the number one, the Harry first one? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's right. <laughs> that was a, that, you sounded so sad. <laughs> well, she got one point less than you. That's very yeah. sad. <laughs> Name the winners of the first two seasons of American Idol. Phoebe. I think the second one was Clay Aiken. Oh, no, Ruben Stoddard. Yes, that is okay. correct. That is correct. I'll give Good it to save, you. Phoebe. Good save, Good save. He's just the one who got famous. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and, and the number one, Brittany? Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, you got it. In the movie Fight Club, there are a lot of rules. Keep it together, everybody. <laughs> what are the first and second rules of Fight Club? Brittany. I'll, I guess the second uh -huh. is don't talk about Fight Club. That's right. And Phoebe, do you know the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. That's right. <laughs> John Chinesky, how are our contestants doing this game? Well, Phoebe came in second. That means Brittany won. Brittany, you're moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Our next contestant is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hello, my name is Tom Richard, and I'm calling from Oakland, California. Hi. Uh, so the game we're going to play with you is called You People Are Animals. Uh, do you have a spirit animal, Tom? Um, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm happy. I guess the uh, Tasmanian devil. Oh. But not the real one, the one from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> All right. Tom Richard, I like what you're saying about yourself. 
Okay, so we're going to give you clues to historical figures who have animal-related nicknames, and you just have to give us the nickname. For example, if I said this pro golfer's divorce papers in 2010 used his real first name Eldrick instead of his feline nickname, you would say Tiger Woods. Okay. How do you feel about that? Uh, okay. Good. <laughs> Great. Are you ready? I am. Here we go. William Cody supposedly won this nickname from another hunter in an eight-hour shooting match. Is that uh, Wild Bill? It's very close, but not Wild no, Bill. No, so there's no animal in there. Do you know any... Oh, Buffalo Bill. There you go. Yes, Buffalo Bill is correct. That is right. This first lady was born Claudia Taylor, but when she was little, a nursemaid said she was as purdy as a female chick. Um, lady Bird Johnson. Lady Bird Johnson. Got it. Very cute. Is it not as flattering on a grown woman, by the way, that nickname? All right, during World War II, one of our favorites, during World War II, General Irwin... <laughs> It's one of our favorite wars. Yes. It really is. Just keep coming back to it. <laughs> During World War II, General Erwin Rommel's crafty leadership in North Africa led to this sandy nickname. Um, I think it's the Desert Fox. I think you're right. <laughs> the Doors royalty checks were made out to Jim Morrison, but music fans hailed him as the male ruler of reptiles. Um. Jim Morrison, male ruler of reptiles. The Lizard King? Yeah, exactly. You know, he, was, uh, he would fit in well at Ask Me Another because Mojo Rising was an anagram of his name. Did you know that? I did not. Are you into the anagrams? I am. I, I actually did a few anagrams in preparation for the show. You did? Of your I name, did. of course. Okay, what do you got? If I'm feeling um, uh, manly, in the kitchen especially, uh, would anagram to... <laughs> Macho hard stir. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what, what does that have to do with the kitchen, but I get what you're saying now. You're stirring. It involved the bedroom, you're stirring I guess. It. Uh, yeah, okay, you're stirring. If I'm feeling less manly uh, and gossipy, then I could be uh, Mrs. Hairdo Chat. That's only Tom, slightly less. Tom, man. that's amazing. I can't believe... Uh... How, how many of these do you have, Tom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Oh, okay. That's pretty amazing. Nice job. Nice job. I appreciated that. All right, this is your final question. The subject of a Martin Scorsese movie, boxer Jake LaMotta fought in the ring like a fiercely angry male cow. A uh, raging bull. That is correct. All right, Tom, you got every single one of those questions right, so you just won your very own Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. Awesome, thank you. Well done. If you know your cat Stevens from your crocodile dundees, you should probably be on Ask Me Another, so just email us at askmeanother at npr.org. We will send you a contestant quiz, and who knows, you could be the king of the trivia jungle. Coming up, indie pop star Ingrid Michaelson joins Jonathan Colton in a music game about movies we just can't forget. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from NatureBox.com. At NatureBox, they understand that your life is busy and there's not always time to get to the store. NatureBox makes it easy to start snacking smarter. Choose from over 100 tasty options like sriracha roasted cashews and French toast granola. Or fill out your snack profile and get personalized recommendations delivered right to your door. Spend more time doing what you love and less time trying to find parking. Visit naturebox.com and get 50% off your first box now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Bleecker Street presenting Trumbo. Who was Dalton Trumbo? To some, he was the Academy Award-winning writer who authored the novel Johnny Got His Gun and the screenplays for Roman Holiday and Spartacus. To others, he was a dangerous subversive who was blacklisted by Hollywood for his political beliefs. Starring Brian Cranston as Dalton Trumbo, and also featuring Louis C.K., Elle Fanning, John Goodman, Diane Lane, and Helen Mirren. Written by John McNamara, directed by Jay Roach. Trumbo, now playing in select cities everywhere Thanksgiving. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is house musician Jonathan Colton. Our next game is titled Initially Incorrect. Let's say hello to Kira Powell and Robbie Sandler. This game is about initialisms. That is something I'd like to go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, to give us a definition of. Well, initialisms are also abbreviations of phrases like acronyms, but unlike acronyms, they're pronounced letter by letter, not as a word. So while NASA is an acronym, pronounced NASA, IBM is an initialism. It's not pronounced Ibn. So, Robbie, you're a musical theater songwriter. Indeed. Awesome. What kind of musical theater are you into? Anything that leaves me thinking about it after I walk out of the theater. Okay, that's an excellent response. Kira has a uh, pretty standard job, electrical engineer who works on high-speed cameras for military airplanes, you know. Yeah, that's cool, right? Uh, is your entire job classified? Um, actually, no, <laughs> which is kind of scary. Um... <laughs> you guys are a perfect pairing, by the way. <laughs> this is going to be excellent. Jonathan Colton. So in this game, every clue is a sentence that ends with a well-known initialism, but the twist is that it's the opposite of what we're looking for. For example, if we said the paramedics reported that the accident victim was AWL, alive while leaving, the answer would be DOA, or dead on arrival. We're looking for a common initialism that is the opposite of the made-up one in the clue. And the winner will move on to ask me one more final round at the end of the show. Let's give it a shot. Oh, man, my mom just texted me W-I-S, weeping in silence. Kira. I was going to say lol, but that's totally not correct. Weeping in silence. Wait a second. No, you should should say it. Yeah, you should just say that. (laughs) A laughing, uh, LOL, there you go. That's right. Yeah. We were about to all weep in silence. (laughs) No, it's okay. Okay. I really like that my new bank has an MCP, a manual customer person. Kira. ATM. ATM is correct. Automated teller machine. Feeling blue? You just need a little C-A-D. Callous, apathetic disregard. 
Robbie. Tender loving care. You TLC. are cor- you are correct. Hey kids, let's pick up a bucket of food at TBB, Tennessee Boiled Beef. Kira. Kentucky Fried KFC, there you go. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Tennessee boiled beef sounds like something they would serve in Britain as like, this is what Americans love. That's right. There is no extra crispy version of Tennessee boiled beef. It's all pretty soggy. <laughs> My brother might be a little nuts. He swears he saw a DGA, a documented grounded abstraction. Robbie. Unidentified flying object, UFO. Correct. Most people don't want to hear their parents talk about their sex lives because it seems like VLS, very little speculation. Kira. TMI. That's right, too much information. All right, spirited fun game. I gotta (laughs) hand it to you both. This is your last clue. After we graduated from college, my roommate and I promised we would be W.E.B., worst enemies, briefly. Robbie. BFFs. Best friends forever. That is correct. Puzzleguru John Chinesky, how did our contestants do? Well, I have to say, Kira WTG, way to go. You won the game. For a game titled Remember Me, we have Whitney Booth and Jonathan Lee. Jonathan, you are a reality television show editor. You create what we see. You are the real storyteller. Uh, well, I worked on one that's actually called Man Finds Food. Uh, and what's the premise? Oh, let me guess. He finds <laughs> food. Yeah, he finds yeah. food. I really did think in the beginning that I was like, oh, so you drop some people in the wilderness and they have to. Find food. You're like, these restaurants are down weird streets. <laughs> Whitney's visiting us all the way from Nashville. Nice. What do you do to keep your memory sharp? Chardonnay. <laughs> Good answer. Um, I actually find that I end up telling the same stories to people over and over, which is annoying to both me and them, but I feel like it's like locking down. Chardonnay doesn't care, does it? It doesn't yes, care at all. It never minds. <laughs> Jonathan, how about you? Um, I was going to say crossword puzzles. Oh, but? I guess with Chardonnay, I'll say marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I like when we just get honest. <laughs> yeah, let's get down to yeah, it, man. Good. All Refreshing about it. to hear the truth. Well, you guys have a music game coming your way, so let's bring back our VIP, Ingrid Michelson. Ingrid, would you like to answer the question of what you do to keep your memory sharp? We have Chardonnay and marijuana. Sounds like two strippers' names. <laughs> um, I really don't, I don't, I don't have a sharp memory. I, I've given up on trying. <laughs> I forget things all the time, and I just, that's it. I don't, I've, I'm done. It's over for me. I like that tactic. Sorry. You're like, sharp memory. Let it yeah. go. Yeah, I've Let given it. up. <laughs> Jonathan? So, we're about to play a music game. What we've done is we've rewritten the lyrics to the hit song, Somebody That I Used To Know, by Gautier. Or as I call him, Gotcha. <laughs> it's like a pirate. Yeah. Gotcha. To be about films that feature characters whose memories are somehow changed or impaired. So just tell us the movie that we are singing about, and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round. Here we go. 
Now and then I think of when we were together But I decided to erase those memories I will struggle to hold on to you Despite the fact that you erased me too Will Charlie Kaufman make us ride this train forever? Whitney! Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That's right. Chardonnay is helpful for that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want you knowing there are aliens among us. (laughs) I was a cop, but now I make these shades look good. Pay no attention, that's just Agent K. If you wouldn't mind, just look this way. You'll forget once I have used my neuralizer. Whitney. Men in Black. That's right. (laughs) These are coming across super sad. (laughs) I'm not going to help with that much. (laughs) No, keep it sad, man. Keep it sad. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't remember meeting you. I'm not rude. I have a problem with my short-term memory. So if you are the guy who can make me fall in love each day, then we'll pull through. Whitney. 50 first dates. Yeah. (laughs) The length someone will go to forget Adam Sandler. (laughs) I feel like Whitney's, Whitney's doing well because she's just sitting around drinking Chardonnay watching movies all the time. The same ones over and over yeah. and over and over. Here we go. Now and then I used to fret about my dull existence Living in the suburbs, just a housewife longing to escape But then I read this personal ad Wow, this thrift store jacket looks so rad My head received a whopping blow So now I'll be Madonna rather than the girl you used to know Yeah, Whitney, I'm not sure if you'll get this, Jonathan Stepford-wise? Madonna? I'm sorry, that is incorrect Whitney, do you know what it is? No, I can't even think of something funny to say. We, we can give a clue. Rosanna Arquette was in this movie. Boyhood? No, that's Patricia oh. Arquette. All right, oh. that's the end of the game and the end of the show. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Tell them who it rhyme, what it rhymes with. Desperately Meeking Musen. Desperately Seeking Susan. Just go to sleep, then I'll commence. Plant a thought inside your brain while you just lie there dreaming. This corporate spying so intense. Does my top keep spinning? Does this dream make sense? Whitney. Inception. Inception is the right answer. All right, this is your last question. <clears throat> Once I 
Where were we supposed to swim? I can't quite remember, but it had something to do with Sydney. I just found your next of kin. Turns out he's a clownfish with a lucky fin. Whitney. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. John Chinesky, what happened in that game? If I recall correctly, Whitney took that game and is moving on to our Ask Me Another final round. Now we are going to crown our grand champion. Let's bring back our winners from our former games from Go Fish, Aaron Benor. From Edit Please, Carly Queenth. From Second Chances, Brittany Chronic. From Initially Incorrect, Kira Powell. And from Remember Me, Whitney Booth. Our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, will lead us in this final round title. Yo, Ophira, I'm going to let you finish. But first, I wanted to give our contestants the rules to this game, which is called I'm going to let you finish. For this final round, every answer ends with our show's initials, AMA. So if I said this Nepalese prince found enlightenment and became the Buddha, you'd say Siddhartha Gautama, which ends with the letters AMA. <laughs> We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer. Last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And for your prize, Ingrid will give you one of her very own ukuleles autographed to you. Sweet. Let's play. Aaron, you probably made these miniature 3D models for a school project. Diorama. Diorama's right. Carly. This Tibetan monk won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1989. The Dalai Lama. That's correct. Brittany, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler starred in this 2008 film about motherhood. Baby Mama. Baby Mama, yes. Kira, this first lady graduated from Princeton and Harvard Law School. Michelle Obama. That's right, Michelle Obama. Whitney. Helen Keller, Harper Lee, and Rosa Parks were all born in this state. Alabama. Alabama is right. Aaron, in photography, it's a wide, uninterrupted view in all directions. Panorama. Panorama, yes. Carly, this vegetable is also commonly known as the yam bean, Mexican potato, or Mexican turnip. Basically, it's a tuber from Mexico. Three seconds. Carly, step aside. Let's see if Brittany knows it. Do I get the clue again? Sure. This vegetable is also commonly known as the yam bean, Mexican potato, or Mexican turnip. Basically, it's a tuber from Mexico. Three seconds. Brittany, Lima. step aside. Up. Kira, do you know the answer to this question? Banana. No, not <laughs> banana. Whitney, do you know the answer? I'm going to ask for it again so I have more time. Yeah, to think okay. About it. It's all right. I, I get paid by the word. This vegetable is also commonly known as the yam bean, Mexican potato, or Mexican turnip. Basically, it's a tuber from Mexico. Oh, Whitney, step aside. Aaron, do you know the answer? Do I have to read it again? Hickama. Hickama is correct. Aaron, you are a bad mama jamma. You have won our game. Congratulations. Another big hand for Ingrid Michaelson. 
that is our show. Thank you so much for playing. You can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes or Stitcher. And if you would like to step up your game and be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. To see us live, go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. With additional puzzle writing by Mark Halpin, Sean Kennedy, Josiah Madigan, Greg Pliska, Noah Tarno, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Others produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, Eleanor Kagan, and Orange Lake, Denny Shin, and our intern Aaron James, along with Portia robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Dan Sharoni, and David Hurtkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Check out the How to Do Everything podcast with Mike and Ian. Among other things, they can help you stay awake in meetings, defend against monsters, and learn how to play crud. Mike and Ian are here for you. How to Do Everything is Modern Life Lessons from NPR. Find it now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. Here's a problem for you. Take the year of Stanley Kubrick's Space Odyssey and divide it by the number of amigos in a 1986 Steve Martin comedy. 600. Oh, it's so cute. They're doing long division in the air. It's amazing. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and we'll make math funny on this week's Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia.